Hello, everyone. My name is Dean Laxer, and I'm back again with a new podcast. Today is a good day, I think. Maybe not the best day. I've had some lows in the last few days, I think. Um, there's a lot of chaos in, my, in the company I work for. Okay, there's. Um, I'm not sure if I could be, if I can be specific about it, because the company is very careful with information getting, um, getting broadcasted over the web about what the company, I'm sorry, what the company is doing. In case you're wondering, it's it's almost 10 p.m. And uh, no, I'm not drinking alcohol. I was drinking a couple of, of hours ago. But I decided to skip that and drink, you know, some some juice, water, and a cup of coffee because I still have work to do tonight. While a couple of my colleagues are playing a pen and paper game in their private time, which is cool. I like these guys, and I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't ask me if I wanted to join them. I don't know why. <laughs> I never did anything to these guys. I would I would have loved to actually play with them. But yeah, that's the, the 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 thing I suppose in my life that every uh, the thing is that I think every every ever since that's the proper sentence ever since I decided to to live mostly in solitude, right? To well, not entirely. I do have friends, of course, not many of them. Uh, one specific friend in in, in particular. Um, I th- I'm not quite sure what this is all about, really. It, it's it's like, for some reason, I don't feel like I'm I'm being viewed as an equal or someone who is worthy of being friends with when I'm working with my colleagues. Now I could be wrong, but I like them all. You know, they're really super friendly to me most of the time. Anyway, um, they're polite. Uh, they they show support, a lot of support. And gratitude, even at some point, and some of them show me actual respect, which I believe is okay. But for some reason, I'm not friendship quality material, and they never ask me for anything private, which, like, you know, like a meeting, let's get a cup of coffee and all that kind of stuff. And it could be because I am too weird, too, you know, I'm a nut job. Everyone who knows me privately knows I'm a nut job. It's fine. I don't hurt anyone. I'm not violent. Uh, I try not to insult people. And, it, you know, I'm just trying to be a good guy and, and friendly to those who respect me just like I would respect them and, and whatever situation occurs, right? But um, it still appears to be uh, to me that maybe, just maybe, my my sense of solitude is maybe strikingly weird to others. Because most of them already know I have no family, not many friends, at least mm, they assume that. I'm, I haven't really told everything about my private life, but they assume that I don't have many. Um, I don't have a private life in general. I'm not even celebrating my own birthday. I am not, I'm not celebrating Christmas or fucking Easter and all that crap because I don't need it, right? Uh, they know that I have no parents, not at least not here, no real connection to to anyone in Germany. So if, if somebody would shoot me in the fucking head, nobody would notice, I, I suppose. And um, also that I am single for a couple of years and I made it public that I am not trying to 
to get to know anyone too close at work. I wanted a work relationship and friendship. I made that public and said, look, I like, I like having friends. That makes life more valuable, at least to me it does. It's cool if you find people you can actually relate to and have an understanding, maybe some hobbies that you share and interests and vice versa. But uh, going out there to look for dates at work is not working for me. You know, and I was very open about that. I said, look, guys, uh, I had my share of adventures here. I'm not doing that anymore. You can think of me as you will. I learned my lesson. I'm not doing that. Fuck it. All right? Not literally, but you know what I mean. So it could be that my decision to stay um, like the lone wolf and being absolutely alone is maybe disturbing to these people because they don't understand it. Because none of them are living alone. None of them. Okay, They all have someone. They all have families. One guy in particular is single. Uh, another uh, female colleague of mine who was a bit older, I think around uh, late 40s, I suppose, early 50s. I'm not quite sure. I, I, I forgot. But, you know, she's been living single for several years now. And But she has family. You know, she has family here. Most of... My colleagues have family and they have um, a place to go to. And I have, I have nothing. And I have chosen this path for myself. And it's tough for other people, I think, to understand that. It's very disturbing to them that I even exist in their world. I'm not saying that that's the main problem when I'm uh, talking to colleagues or, let's say, um, you know, friends and maybe neighbors even. Because most people just ask me, where is your girlfriend? I said, I, I don't have one. Why not? I don't want one, is mostly the answer. And, and a lot of people can't really take that. I've even noticed once uh, being, of course, in one of these primitive chat rooms online, if I ever, if I'm not going to do that again anytime soon, but I'm just saying, I, I have fallen into a discussion or let's say a fight almost with a woman my age, uh, around her 40s, um, about the fact of uh, a grown man like me being single still in his, in his age. And that's the topic I have mentioned a couple of times earlier in a previous podcast, that it's not really accepted in the most part of society. Even though we have so many singles, there's a certain age at which a human being should have someone somewhere in their lives. Okay, that's the general rule of understanding. And if you do not play that role, if you don't really belong there, you know, it's, it's just, it is disturbing. You, you fall out of the system. And most people are trying to protect that system. And it's the other way around is even worse. If a man is single is one thing. If a woman around her 40s is single, she's a lost cause in society. At least it, she is lost in Germany, in our society. Yes, I know that there are many people who would not agree with me. I don't care. I see it. You see it. I see it. We understand it's true. And if somebody is not really believing it or not understanding what that means in society and what it means emotionally for these people, then I believe you're not living in the same universe as, as, as me, I would say. Because it's a fact of fucking life, my friend. Okay? Why is that? Because society still has to exist. 
somehow and still needs to be maintained. So in order to keep that running to full efficiency somehow, we need to repopulate over and over again. We have to keep the species up and alive, of course. And it's not the norm that people say, oh, look, I don't really care about that. I want to be alone. I'm not talking about the asexual people who really don't, they want relationships. Don't give me this shit. They don't want relationships. It's all bullshit. They want relationships. They just don't know how. They have no social skills. Let's say they might, they might have social skills to some degree, but they have not enough social skills to actually bond an emotional connection with another person. And that's very complicated for these people. Not for all of them, but for the majority, I do believe, yeah, that is tough. That is actually tough. And it's, it's, it's getting tougher for me, too. The older I get, the less I feel for people, which is astonishing, really. I'm not quite sure how that works, but I think it's based on the experiences I made that I am just not relationship material for anyone, really, and I don't really give a fuck. But um, it's still strange, you know. And when I talk about my colleagues here, um, there was once a plan to, together, which we wanted to do during Christmas, but, you know, because of COVID and, you know, restrictions and all that, we couldn't really go out much. And there was no private um, a party going on because of, you know, the fear of crossing the line of the law and, and you know, maybe even getting arrested because Germany's nuts, obviously. But um, we had to postpone that that meeting, that, that dinner probably, and we were thinking about sometime in the near future during summer, perhaps. And um, I'm still thinking about that stuff, and I've, I'm not convinced that they really want to invite me at these, these, these meetings. I don't, I don't believe that. First of all, look, like I said, they know I am just stone-cold stubborn <laughs> when it comes to my decision to not touch anyone, at least not at work, okay? Somewhere else, I wouldn't mind, I guess. Uh, but even even realistically speaking right now, I'm not in the mood for that. Absolutely not. I can't really explain it. It's just the way it is. But I think still that I am too disturbing to be tolerated enough in their private time while I'm sharing the table and bread with these people. So I'm not really expecting them to invite me to this dinner for real. I think that's going to fall flat. I might be mistaken. I might be wrong. It could be that they will. I would be, to be honest, happy to. I like these people. They have great guys and girls there. Just a great sense of humor. We can talk about almost anything, I suppose. But still, I cannot shake this feeling that they don't really want me there or they're not sure if they want me there. It's hard to explain, but I have a sense for these, for the, for these kind of things. I know when people are not quite sure what to think of me or if they feel insecure or if they feel uh, you know, uncomfortable with having me around because I'm too awkward. That happened to me quite often. That's true. Maybe there is something that I did that just pisses them off. I don't know. I wasn't looking for trouble. But I've made this experience quite a lot. And I also experience, of course, uh, perfectly fine, 
uh, situations where I felt very uncomfortable hanging around with these people. Uh, unfortunately, I had that more often with my last relationship because, you know, uh, they were weird, really. Nice people for the most part, but just just a bunch of arrogant jerk-offs, to be honest. Well, that's another story. I gave them a chance, and they blew it. Then I blew it, I guess, but just one of those examples. I'm trying to put that out there in, in your in your head. Uh, uh, yeah, the meeting. Well, this kind of stuff does bug me a little bit because um, I, I, I don't mind having friends. I do not mind. It's just, that's bullshit. At some point, I do need some people in my life, maybe for emotional value, of course, then there's the occasional help that, that I might need or that I can give to someone. A little bit of social skills. I do have social skills, and I use them to my advantage, I would say, as as good as I can, without being too much of a prick. <laughs> I think that, that, that sums it up quite nicely. But... Um, I, I sometimes think that really the the way I am, the way I the way I present myself is um, m- maybe too shocking for other people to not be able to understand why somebody would want to be alone. This this uh, you know sigma male stuff that we talked about it's it's a real thing and it doesn't. It doesn't matter what you call it. Sigma is just one of many names you could use and or labels to describe this. And I think, you know, it's just any person likes to be liked or beloved or be respected or be tolerated and just all this stuff to be to be acknowledged, to be to be uh, a member of of some kind of of acceptance of a group of acceptance you know and i think i am accepted at work i am just not accepted privately that's a difference and that is something that does disturb me sometimes which i find rather disappointing or you know it's 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 a shame that that it happened or that, that it does happen quite often and I think it's because I really set out the signal very clearly with my appearance, the way I present myself, that um, maybe they're they're just scared. You know, that could be a solution to That could be an explanation that they don't really know how to deal with me and um, don't know how to talk to me properly because I've noticed also that the women working in my department or let's say, close to my department. It's like we have two departments that work hand-in-hand hand almost on different kinds of, of, of logistical problems, you know, but that's a, that's a different story, just two departments. One of them is filled with uh, great ladies. They all do a massively good job. I would never say anything bad about them, but um, they, wouldn't, they would probably die before ever meeting me in private on purpose. Because <laughs> here's, here's the thing. A few of them are single, I think. If not, at least two of them are. Uh, they would not do anything with me privately. Never, 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 never. 
That's a fucking fact. And they like having fun at work. They flirt with me at work. They make jokes. They make this and that. We have a... That's okay. That is, there's, that, there's a good chemistry at work, which is necessary sometimes to do the job maybe more efficiently or with a smile on your face. But in private, no fucking way. Absolutely not. There's a total difference. You walk out that door, you're a different person. You walk out, you walk out that door. You're not the colleague anymore. You're just a stranger. And that, my friends, is a German phenomenon. It is. It is it's, it's, it's a fact. I can't prove it necessarily by giving you some kind of number or you know, getting some examples from other people. But I've noticed this in, in many occasions, and I've lived in various uh, parts of Germany and went to several companies to work for, met several people over the course of my lifetime. And most of them, um, let's say from from 100%, let's say maybe 5%, and that's a high number here. Let's say just for the sake of the argument, from my feeling here, from the way I see it, 5% could be possible that they want to have something to do in your private life. Everyone else is a different person once they walk out that fucking door. They don't want to know you. They don't want to have anything to do with you. They greet you during... During shopping, uh, when you go out for a walk, maybe by chance somewhere on the street downtown, they wave. That's fine. There's a mutual respect, but they don't want to cross that line. That's German. Okay? At least from my experience, that is the way that it's dealt here. If you do this, if you work in a company in Taiwan, most people go out privately. They, They know each other. You know, they, in China, it's a different thing, of course. China is like, Jesus Christ, they're all together in one big fishing net, okay? And uh, I'm not sure how it's like in America. I don't know. Um, I've never been there in a company in, in, in America. I've never watched how people treat each other during work. I do believe that, uh, that the percentage of people who are interested in sharing quality time of discussing life in general you know, after work, before work, having brunch together, that kind of stuff, or a coffee. I think that happens more often in America. Um, maybe not too often, but I, I'd say from 5% that I have experienced, I would say 20 to 25% would be willing to, you know, get some, some social action going. Not necessarily sex, but we're talking about merely just uh, conversations meetings for the goodness out of your heart or just because you like someone and there's a sense of, of, of sympathy, uh, which I think happens maybe, I'm just guessing here, I'm, I don't know, could happen much more more often in Iceland, I think, because a, a, a friend of mine went there to study uh, the language and I think a little bit of the history of the country. And uh, she said to me that these people were just much more open because, well, that's what they're used to, at least from from her perspective and and what she experienced. Uh, The the city, Reykjavik, is is just filled with mostly very polite and kind people, and they respect you even more. If If you try to speak their language, they're totally fine with you, even if you can't speak it perfectly, which uh, I think is pretty hard to do. Um they will at least show you some respect for it, you know, and to continue to talk to you in English, because why not? English is a, is a widely spoken language in, 
in, in Iceland, at least, at least as far as I know. And I do believe if you go there to work that they want to have a good relationship with you as a colleague and don't want to see you as a stranger just, you know, faking politeness at work and then leaving work and going home and that's it. But faking politeness is what I have in Germany all the time. Now, not from everyone. I have... Um, there is, I have two colleagues of mine, female, let's say, female colleagues at work too, who are uh, the, most, the, the, the most kindest people I have ever met in that fucking company. Okay, and these, they take the cake. They, they are really just different kinds of people. And I'm convinced if we had more of them, the world would be a better place by, by far. And um, of course, they have their 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 quirks. They have their their bad sides too. Somewhere, maybe you know, a, a bad temper at some point, I believe, or just two negative thoughts. But overall, they are very. Uh, they seem more authentic in their in their appearance, the way they talk to you. I don't sense fake politeness with those two, but um, I would be still very careful. Uh, to expect private contact constantly to these people on a friendship level. First of all, because I'm a man. Second of all, their boyfriends or husbands would not like that very much, which I understand. So, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even asking for stuff like that. But even on a friendship level, I don't think we could go very far here. It's just, uh, there, is a, there is an interest, there is respect as far as I can tell. There is kindness, and we have some kind of hobby-based contact, uh, mostly over the phone, of course, but we never see each other privately. And actually, I, I bumped into one of them during shopping uh, because I, I, while I was going in that store around looking for stuff that I wanted to buy, I, I forgot to have cash with me. I forgot to go to the bank. And I didn't want to use my card. I wanted to have some cash. And I, I felt really stupid just standing there thinking, oh, God, I forgot that again, you know. So then I bump into one of them, one of my female colleagues, and she, um, she, lent, she, she borrowed, she lent me five bucks to buy what I, what I needed to buy. So um, I cannot forget to give her the money back or, you know, I don't like having, I don't, I don't like being in debt on someone's pocket. You know, I, I don't, I don't need that. I don't like it. It's a very awkward feeling, but I find it, I found it very interestingly and polite that she actually gave me money, which most people don't do really, at least not to my experience. So that, that, that sums it up a little bit. I think there is a, a form of trust on a respectful level and everything else is just, um, like you have your life, I have mine. And there is no real private mix to it. And I think that's basically my fault for the person that I am. It's not their fault. I'm not saying that they're, you know, that everyone is just looking for distance. That's not really the case. But they like talking, especially German workers. They like talking. They like to, you know, they talk about everything, about God, the devil, aliens, and life beyond death. And... <laughs> And how the work is being done, work ethics, work regulations, uh, all that kind of stuff, and what the bosses are doing, you know, how some of them are just the biggest pricks in the world. 
and all that kind of, all these stories, all the shit that we share. But like I said, once you walk out there, that's it. You walk out that door, it's goodbye. That's, there is no, let's go out for a coffee, let's, let's do this and that. Not in my book. Some of them do. They have maybe a stronger chemistry. It doesn't happen to me. Not very often. And uh, I think last time I went to, to, to dinner with a colleague was two years ago. Two. Yeah, imagine that. The other guy I'm friends with, you know, that could also be an explanation. I, I totally forgot that. I know this is a boring podcast. I am sorry if I'm pissing you off here. But my best friend is a team leader in that company. I've, I think I've told you that. To me personally, in my private life, he is for the most part loyal. But he can also be a prick, a big one. Um, he's not reliable very much when it comes to specific things that, we, that I need from him. Even if we plan ahead many weeks before that, it usually turns out to be crap in the end. So the only thing I can really use him for in my private life is actually if he, if he gives me a hand in transportation, for example, or furniture or stuff like that, then he likes working. And he does. He is, he's, not, he's not ashamed or afraid of working or getting his hands dirty. He does the work. He lives the work. But everything else is just hot air when he says, yeah, of course, and then forget it. It's just, no, there's no discussion. Uh, he doesn't mean it in a bad way. He's just not really c- capable of planning well when it comes to meetings like that. I'm not sure why. It could be because of his previous life and, and being a drug addict, I guess. But yeah, there, there is... Um, there is somewhere the error in this equation. I still haven't figured it out what that is. But um, the funny thing is no one in the company I work for likes him. Nobody in that company wants to be friends with him. For sure not. I am the only friend he has, as far as I can tell anyway. I mean, he has other people that he's like buddies with. But not even buddies, not even close. He's just affiliated somehow, loosely, with these people. You know, and meets them for maybe a cup of coffee and stuff like that. Every, everything else is just hobby-based with his girlfriend and, and his, his uh, stepdaughter. So, you know, there's, uh, there's that. And, um, or wife? No, I think they got married too. I forgot that. Who cares? And anyway, um, nobody in my company likes that guy. Okay, no one. No one, no one, no one, no one, no one. I know that for a fact. I know it. I, I've asked like a hundred people forget it he's he's very he's really sharp on the fucking edge of of being the most hated person in that company and i'm not over exaggerating that and it's his fault but everyone knows i'm friends with him everyone there's not one person who doesn't know and that could also be the reason why some of them do not want to see me privately because they, they might be afraid that I could tell information to him, which I don't do. I have no reason to. I'm, I'm not a rat. I'm not ratting people out for whatever it is that they do in their fucking private life or opinions they share, except for the fact that they fucking hate his guts. You know, and that could also be, like I said, a, a possibility why I cannot be real... Uh, 
friendship material from most of these people because they don't trust me. That could be true. That could be true. But that's a different story. I'm just putting this out there as, um, as I rant and brainstorm life in general in, in doing the job. Well, aside from that, aside from all of this, this work bullshit, um, I am doing some illustrations of my own at home. I am a friend of mine still receiving some material. I worked on a new Hugo page that I uh, will upload on Instagram. I will show you a quick draft and some sketching and inking, I guess, in Affinity Photo, which not as a video, but just as a snapshot of the progress I've been doing. And I'm going to upload both of that. And just in case you're interested, you can take a look and, you know, maybe maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Um, I'd like to get back to painting at one point. I've been, I've been talking about this all the time and I started a painting. Um, fucking A, man. It's just, I, I don't know why I cannot get my head in that painting universe again. I can't focus. I don't know. Maybe I have a minor depression. I, I, I'm not sure. I was thinking about going to therapy. Not, not because of painting, but I think therapy is, um, could be more important than I realize. It could be that I have just been slacking around, avoiding the most, uh, you know, the, the toughest issues that I need to resolve in my head. Because, look, the most problems I have, and most problems I have, let's say emotionally or psychologically, to put it in a better, better term, I have a tremendous amount of nightmares that keep me up, that uh, I, I'm not always soaking wet. Like, I'm not really in a stressed out, feared for my life situation. But I do wake up disturbed uh, quite often. And recently it seems to be a little better. I can get more sleep and I sleep um, quietly for the most part. I don't have the feeling that something is wrong. But I do get anxiety attacks sometimes before I go to bed, before I go to sleep, let's say where I can feel my heart is racing like crazy and there's something something that I'm afraid of and I can't put my finger on it. It's hard to explain. I don't know where it comes from, but I know I have it. So that's a bit weird. Um, I don't always remember what I'm dreaming. That's also an issue that I'm trying to work on by, not that I'm meditating, but I'm trying to focus my mind to remember to go into this dream world with open eyes and trying to get information back, taking something with me, to maybe analyze and understand what my mind is trying to tell me, what my subconscious is trying to, to convey. And it is disturbing. It's unsettling at some point because I dream of so many different things that make no sense. If I do remember something, it's often about insects, which is weird because... First of all, it's it's true. I don't like wasps. I hate them with all my heart. They're the most annoying pieces of shit that I have ever experienced in my life. I know that scientists like to defend them and say, look, they, they're they very important for the, the biological stability of uh, the plant life and all that kind of stuff, you know. I disagree. 
I think bees do a magnificent job of doing that, but wasps, well, not so much because you don't see them on flowers that much. There are certain types of trees. I cannot give you the name exactly what what kind of tree that is per se, but if I ever pass one of these trees, they're filled with hundreds and thousands of wasps, not bees, wasps. And I'm not quite sure why. Maybe because of the nectar there, because of the the smell of, and you know the, the the chemicals in the air from the tree that attract the wasps. In uh, specifically, you know, if, if if a bee shows up in one of those trees and a wasp, you know, notice that they're not going to take that lightly. They're just going to they're, they're going to fucking kill that thing and sting it to death. And I've seen that happen before, but. Aside from those trees and those specific plants, I find them only on garbage cans, on um, on dead animals, dead flesh, um, apples, of course. Something is crackling in the background. I'm not quite sure what that is. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's creepy. Living here all alone. Mm. Oh yeah, the forest is behind me, is going to take me up the ass. No, I don't know. Whatever. Um, what was I? Where, where was I? The wasps. Yeah, the wasps of death. Um, they're a nuisance, right? They're threatening, they sting you, they're just annoying. They're a nuisance to most people on the planet. And I dream of these creatures a lot. Now, it could be true that I'm just dreaming about them because they're like the 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 pinnacle of my fear the one thing that i just cannot deny that i'm most afraid of i'm almost you know schizophrenically afraid of these these little fuckers but um the dreams i have they get the the theme of these these wasps is like reoccurring over and over again i see them i see them as a group like a whole nest of them I see them individually like gigantic wasps as big as my foot. I see them in my bed. I see them on the ceiling, in the kitchen, in my car. I see them everywhere in my dreams. And they, they signal something. And I've tried to look that up, what that is. Um, it's, of course, basically a, a, a primordial fear in my head that is trying to signal me something. But all of these depictions that I've red or just like uh, they're just the tip of the iceberg nobody really knows what's what 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 it's supposed to be for me personally in my life so you know it's it's kind of difficult to figure that out um i wouldn't dare say that all dreams are the same or that everyone is dreaming exactly what the other person is is dreaming in context okay so whatever those fucking insects are supposed to be uh, sometimes I dream of spiders too, but not very often. They're they're disgusting, but they're not frightening. The wasps more, are really frightening. They're, it's like they're signaling something that I'm afraid of in the future. And when I think about that, my fear of the future is much greater than I'm willing to admit. I think that's also in somewhere really deep in my head about things that are not working right, or maybe, you know... If, if people ask me, where do I see myself 
in 10 or 20 years. To be honest, I have two solutions, two ideas of what I think of myself, what I think of the future in those years. And first of all, um, the one thing is living alone, first of all. That's not a joke. That's really in my head. I'm, I'm not dreaming of being <clears throat> you know, like the happy father and being some kind of uh, relationship once again, you know, and being stuck there and living the normal suburban life that I do not find appealing. Uh, it's mostly living alone in a cabin somewhere in the woods or on in the mountains in a, in a more modern cabin with electricity and, and internet and all that kind of stuff. I mean, seriously, without internet, I would go crazy, probably. I, I think I would. I really do miss the internet. But um, I see myself isolated somewhere outside where nobody can find me. That's basically what I think about when I think of the future all the time. Okay, and that's, that's, this idea is constantly in my head. I'm not making this up. The other idea is like if I had more success with what I'm planning to do, then this cabin could maybe be something else, like a real home or a, a, a nice apartment with enough space that belongs to me or a building that I owe or uh, living in a different country, of course, like Spain or Greece or um, maybe Taiwan, if it's still habitable, you know, inhabitable, before the Chinese blow it up. You know, just a place to settle down so I can work from home, writing books, and maybe illustrating this and that, but mostly writing. I think that should be uh, more on my mind now. And maybe some painting on the side. Just being a freelance artist and just live from that fucking thing. That I, I would love that. But in this day and age, right now, it's even more complicated to live from artwork if you consider the fact that not everyone is willing to pay for it anymore. But as an author, it's still a different case. And I, I have high hopes that maybe that could work out and, and could grant me a different kind of life in the future. You know, that's really one of the things that I want for me, I just create a freedom to do what I think is, is beautiful. Just giving me everlasting peace, I suppose. <laughs> ah. My coffee is cold, guys. But it doesn't matter, it tastes great. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, the other option of where I see myself in the future is actually being dead. That is um, not because I'm pessimistic. I don't think that I'm just very realistic. And I think that the probability is pretty high that I might not be very old or get old, like beyond 70. I don't think that. I think even 60 is a bit challenging here for me. First of all, everything about my life has something to do with survival. Okay. That is the number one. And the, the older I get, if I continue the path that I'm on right now, uh, success being, you know, freelance author and stuff like that, is that is a different issue. That's an option that I'm just working on. I have no guarantee that it will work. I just know that I want it to work. And I am doing it. I'm working on it. I'm studying this stuff. But um, if there is no success or not enough to actually gain energy from it, not just money, but motivation to keep going and keep working, 
the, the question is, where do I see myself when I'm 70? The answer is, I'm not alive anymore. I don't think so. It makes no sense in my head. If you keep doing this kind of stuff and you're trying to find something or trying to, to do something that makes you happy, if you cannot sustain your life in such a way that it's actually gratifying to do this, I fear that it might fall away at some point or disappear even where I'm losing my strength, my, my motivation, my concentration, my skill. Then what do I do, you know? Sitting at home after work or being retired and playing games? I cannot see myself as a family man. I do not. I've had this conversation many times. That's not the point. The point is I want to be happy with what I do, not who I am necessarily. You know, I know I'm a fucking lunatic. That's not going to change. But what will change or what might change is the way I, I provide for myself. That, that might be, you know, on a different level sometime, hopefully in the near future if it's possible. And that's where I'm really realistic, you know, just where, where do I see myself in the future? Just six feet under, okay? Solitude in the cabin, solitude in the penthouse, a great apartment, small apartment, maybe a small, a small house somewhere, something I can afford, something I can afford with the work I do, or being dead. That is just being very realistic. I do not see myself opening the door and saying, hey, hi, honey, how you doing? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. It might change, you know, that you know, I, I bump into someone because I have this, this conversation uh, every now and then with a couple of uh, people. Um, there is a possibility, yes, that I bump into someone where I think, you know, She's a really fine woman. She seems to like me for some reason. She must be nuts. And if she's nuts, she's a keeper. But the question is, of course, I have to ask myself, do I want that? Do I want to keep someone? From my perspective now, no. I clearly do not. And I know I've been stumbling over this, this topic more often and you know, sharing my opinions on this. Um, it's because the situation occurs more often that I seem to be talking to people about, uh, you know, dating, relationships and stuff like that, boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends and all that. Because it's the springtime. And springtime for many people, especially here, as far as I can tell, uh, is filled with hope and options and a change and a new person to meet. You know, opportunities, I suppose. And the feeling rises that somebody wants to mate, wants to have sex, wants to have some excitement or romance of some sort. You know, that seems to happen more often in spring because autumn, winter, depressing, uh, spring, ooh, you know, it's a new year, it's going to be warm again, I'm going to be outside and meeting people. So people start going fucking nuts, okay, and just thinking about, I don't know, the, the potential for some kind of action that they might um, witness or be a part of. So, um, yeah, this this topic is still is still on and, and off, I guess. And I do not see myself talking about the same topic when I'm sixty. That's for sure. <laughs> that's just 
Not going to happen. Which will be soon enough. It's 17 years until I've reached 60. 17 years is like nothing. What happened in 17 years? Ugh. If, you, if I think about it, you know, when I moved away from, from Baden-Württemberg and I came to Bavaria, you know, I, I, I had a new girlfriend, which was a super bad mistake, and I've talked about that uh, long and hard in one of my very first podcasts, and I, I tore that, that woman apart in my, in my, my, um, my recording. And um, I still see myself corrected, for fuck's sake. I, I really do. But, yeah, you know, from that point on, I was 23, I suppose. I'm 43 now, so 20 years have passed, okay? Imagine that, 20 years. And what have I done in that time? I learned my lesson not to trust someone like that as easily again. Um, I learned my lesson that I'm not a family man. I can't live like that. Um, And I just kept on moving towards um, just working in logistics mostly and then doing you know, um, designs and artwork on the side. I have put more time into my hobbies than I've put that into other people, and I think that's the right thing to do for me. I will come back to this topic at some point in, in the future. Uh, as soon as something arises that um, makes it clear maybe what kind of path I am taking, if it's working out or not, or if I bump into a potential date and romance once again, uh, which could happen, but you know, like I said, I'm not really looking forward to that. And for your information, just in case you're wondering, yes, I have deleted my account on Bumble because Bumble is bullshit. I used it for two days, sitting there swiping around and thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing? So I got annoyed, took my account, fuck off, that's it. I'm not installing that again. I'm not installing Tinder, no. Just no. All this online crap is nuts. And yeah, I, I just, somewhere in the beginning of my podcast when I talked to you that I was having an argument with a woman my age in a chat room, that was because of me being single and saying that I'm not looking for some real relationship. I had a marriage and that didn't work out. And since then, you know, like, that's it. I didn't, give, I didn't give her all sorts of other informations about my private life or what experience I had. I just mentioned married marriage, four years, that's it, you know. And I got, I turned out to be a target of complete hate. And I did not insult that woman or anything like that. At least I assume it was a woman. I couldn't see face. It was, there was no cam or anything like that. Just, just chatting, just writing, and that's it. And I've been constantly, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, bombarded with insults, the worst kind that I, no woman ever said stuff like that to me, not, at least not to my face, not like that. You know, being, being aggressive and mean, yeah, I, I did get that. But this kind of insult, this really degrading, you know, the, the, this, this, this bitter housewife talk, I was surprised, really, reading all this shit from insulting my mom to, you know, calling me an unemployed failure, all, everything, just everything out of the book, throwing out there for, just for being who I am, and that's it. And that showed me once again, just don't go online. You can go online playing games. You could go online just, you know, looking for news, for maybe, maybe even spending some time on fucking Facebook. 
Um, uh, social media is cancer anyway. We all know that. But, you know, it, it just everything else with this pseudo-dating bullshit, I think people are not just losing their minds. They're losing any form of possible happiness that they could have in the real world if they actually have the time to sit in a chat room day in, day out, for whatever reason. I don't know. They're not being honest to anyone. Absolutely not. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a sad world we live in. It's just people being angry all the time and pushing this in your face and giving you giving you shit, giving, giving you a hard time. Not just in my country, it's everywhere. And it's bullshit. It really is. Um, which is my advice, really. Even if you don't know what to do with your life, in, with your private time, it's okay to hang around online somewhere doing whatever. But at some point, you got to be realistic and, just, and then ask yourself, is this good what I'm doing? Do I benefit from this? And if the answer is no, get the fuck off the thing. Okay, that's just what I'm saying. I use the internet every day, but basically for accessing information, like music. I love music like like crazy. I love music. We all know that. I have talked to you to death about my love for Peter Gabriel, uh, which is uh, still a very dear topic of mine. I'm looking forward to the new album if we're lucky to see or hear anything during the course of this year, which I really hope he gets it done, dude the fuck i mean come on it's been 20 years dude please 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 I, I would fall on my knees i would i would give him all my money if he just pushes out an album please oh yeah never mind um uh yeah internet it's uh, the streaming services the netflix even if netflix is not really so popular anymore and they're not, they're not doing too well uh, the opportunity is still great to just go online and watch whatever program that you like, even if, I have to admit, it's a bit expensive if you, if you really want to access everything, right? It's just, uh, it makes no sense. I just focus on one and be happy with that, I guess. And if I'm lucky, I can get my hands on, you know, like part-time access to other streaming services and just pay it for a month and watch whatever I'm interested in. And that's it, you know, and then I, then I just cancel that and get back to my old Netflix because I, I see myself running back to Netflix more often because, you know, programs like Better Call Saul are fun. Breaking Bad still on there. Star Trek, thankfully, is still on there, uh, as well as some other shows that I like, like the, the serial killer, You, who is just focused on his female victims or women he falls in love with. These are great stories. I just like them. And getting back to... I wanted to watch Ozark. I forgot. I just forgot. I I haven't even watched the second season. <sighs> or Stranger Things. I watched the first season. That's it. I, <laughs> the rest I just forgot. So I, there's still some catching up to do, right? But um, everything else, the social media, the, the direct contact with other people is very tricky sometimes. It's uh, It's just... It's not always hatred, but it's bitterness that makes it so so difficult to actually communicate properly with people. And being bitter is easy. You know, being good to people is, is hard. That's, that's the truth. It's really easy to be pissed off, to be angry at people, to say this and that. And I'm angry at a lot of people. I'm basically angry for their stupidity. Like I've mentioned in uh, an, an, an example I had, 
where I was on a festival in, in a town I once lived in with my ex-girlfriend and her family, and we watched some some dumbass fucking performer who could not perform, but he was famous for his his stupid songs and just people cheered for all that. And I was just thinking, you know, just if you had any self-respect at all, you wouldn't be here. Just just saying. That pisses me off. That really pisses me off because I don't see the point. I really do not see the point of wasting my life and my time for this shit. I just don't understand it. But, um, you know, put, putting all that stuff aside and just focusing on the bitterness of people are online, the way they just try to attack everyone else by saying, you're stupid, your opinion is wrong, you're your mom this, your mom that. Come on, give me a break. I mean, I like those mama jokes, but it's just, <laughs> it's, 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 it has become ridiculous especially in online games and stuff like that, where people have, have a tendency of, of freaking out more often and just speaking their mind freely without even having any, any consequences. I'm not sure if, they, if there should be consequences, but at least not physically. I think maybe um, online consequences, you know, like more censorship, you should be uh, taken away out of a game if you just really, really cannot behave at all then maybe maybe playing games is not the right thing for you, you know, this kind of stuff, and pulling you out from the game for like, say, you're going to be banned for at least two months, and think about what you've done, and then you can come back. That could be, I think, I think that could have better results uh, instead of just minor censoring people. Just makes, But I know they want to make money. That's basically the reason why they let most people play anyway. But that's another story. Uh, so this was a very lame, lame podcast. I'm sorry. I just uh, I needed to get some th- some stuff off my chest. This is a personal podcast, obviously. Just some updates about my life and my thoughts and what I do. Um, rambling. That's it. Um, I think I should focus more on Peter Gabriel next time. Peter's Up album is something I really want to talk about. For some reason, I didn't do that. I'm stuck in some emotional limbo. I hope you can forgive me. For now, I'm going to drink the rest of my cold coffee. Think of you guys. Going back to my desk and continue drawing, I suppose. Or maybe writing my novel. That's still, you know, growing slowly but steady. I wish you all the best. I really do. I hope that you're doing well, that you're healthy, that you're happy in life. And maybe by some sheer coincidence or because you don't know what to do, you might tune in one fine day again to this stupid channel of mine, Dean's Mean Ranting Machine. Take care of yourselves and bye-bye.